Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS podcast. My name is Nadia Tari, and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. They have a very rare genetic syndrome called Allen Herndon Dudley syndrome, and it's really similar to cerebral palsy. So basically, they can't walk, talk, or feed themselves. Now, their brain works, but their muscles just don't work correctly. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragement. Now, on today's podcast episode, I want to share about my nephew, Amir. I have mentioned him briefly in a few other episodes, um, but today I wanted to specifically spend some time uh, sharing about him. Day before yesterday, um, on December 4, was exactly four years from the day that he passed away. And he was only 17 years old when he passed away. And it was obviously um, really hard on our entire family. Uh, We were all very, very close with him. We're all close. And so losing him so quick and so sudden was not something that we saw coming. And um, it was just a, a very, very difficult thing. But Um, I have shared in other podcast episodes about the power of focusing on things that you have to be thankful for or grateful for every single day. And I've gone so far to say you should get up first thing in the morning and before you even get out of bed, you should at least think of three different things or people that you're grateful for or thankful for. Um, and, and every day make sure that you're coming up with three different things or three different people and not just seeing the same thing over and over and over. Um, I have another podcast episode where I read off a bunch of gratitude journal prompts to even help you if you're struggling to figure out what you have to be grateful for. And I wanted to share a story regarding a mirror um, and how I was able to turn that around and find something to be thankful for or grateful for, even in the midst of that grief and tragedy and loss. Um, I know it can be easy to think, you know, after you've lost a loved one, there is no good. There is nothing to be grateful for, nothing to be thankful for. It's just a horrific loss. And I get it because I went through that pain. Um, I went through that loss. Um, so with Amir, he had the very same syndrome that both of my two younger boys have, which is Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome. And it is a very rare genetic syndrome that pretty much only presents itself in boys. Girls can be a carrier of it, carrier of it but boys seem to be the only one that actually get the, the syndrome itself. Um, and so with that, Um, Amir was in a wheelchair. He was not able to walk, talk, or feed himself. And he was fed through a G-tube just like my boys are. So Amir seemed to be doing okay. It wasn't like we saw him declining. It wasn't like we had any indicators that he was going down quickly. I know with some people, when they get close to death, you can see they're not going to make it. They're not doing well. They may only have a week left. They may only have a month left. I mean, some people have that kind of heads up, if you will. And for Amir, um, it was he was gone within 48 hours. It was just that fast. So 
um, getting back to what to be grateful for and what to be thankful for um, and how I found something to be thankful for regarding even Amir's passing away, as horrible as it was, um, for the first, I think, I want to say six months, maybe even eight months after Amir passed away, I was just devastated and in a place of, you know, God, why? You know, I'm very open about the fact that I am a Christian. I believe in God. I know that he loves us and I know that he has a plan for us um, and he only wants good for us. He doesn't want any sadness or harm, but it was just so hard to process. I could not understand why God allowed Amir to pass away. I mean, we just loved him so much and he was like an angel. And so for six to eight months, I just was confused and sad and, you know, why God? And um, that's just, that's just reality. That's how it was for me. But um, we were able to join a private Facebook group um, that someone told us about. It was strictly for parents who have a child um, that have this syndrome, the Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome. So it's a closed private Facebook group. And we joined this group before Amir passed away, but not two, like maybe six months before he passed away. I mean, we were pretty new to that Facebook group. And so now I'm very close with all the families or a lot of the families in that group. You know, I know their kids by name. They know me. They know my kids. It's a tight-knit group. However, back um, before Amir passed away, I, w- I was just getting connected to that group. And so I didn't know um, that many families yet on a personal basis. Um, but anyways, as... Um, time went on after Amir passed away, I was noticing that the people who, the families that were posting in this private Facebook group for the Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome, they were posting about, you know, their boys having seizures and their boys struggling with this and struggling with that. Um, And I know Amir had seizures, um, but my two boys don't have seizures. So it's, it's the same syndrome, but there are different severities and different even symptoms for, you know, each kid. It's not like they all have the exact same. Although one common th- thread that, that is the same for all the boys is uh, none of them are able to walk, none of them are able to talk, and none of them are really able to feed themselves. So um, not all of them actually have a G-tube. Some of them, the parents are feeding them you know, by mouth, like you would feed a baby just with a little spoon. Um, but majority of the boys with Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome are fed through a G-tube. So that is something they have in common. But anyways, I was noticing that these posts, that these um, families of the Alan Herndon Dudley uh, children, they were posting um, that, you know, the kids were not doing well. The kids were passing away. Some of them were passing away when they were only two years old, some were five, some were seven, uh, one was 10 years old. I mean, I started to notice a threat, uh, a pattern, and it was that these boys were not living long. And it's not like a doctor or a nurse ever sat me down and said, hey, Nadia, I want you to understand 
that this syndrome that your boys have, there is not a long life expectancy. I mean, it's, it's, no one ever told me that. Yes, I, I did Google Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome when I found out that that is, in fact, um, when we got the results of the blood work back and we knew without a shadow of a doubt that that is the syndrome that, you know, Isaiah had um, and Amir had. But there really wasn't much on life expectancy. So I just thought Amir is fine. Everything's fine. And <laughs> I guess I didn't really know how long he would live. But never once did it occur to me that he would die as young as 17 years old. I mean, it's just so young. So after Amir passed away and I was seeing all these posts um, from these other families whose boys were, in some cases, these, these young boys were dying, even younger than Amir. It was only at that point that it hit me. It just hit me. I was like, oh my goodness, I've spent the last six months, eight months, whatever it was, in a state of shock and grief over the fact that Amir died at such a young age. He was only 17 years old. And it's like, I couldn't get over that. And I couldn't get over questioning God, why? Why did you have to take him so young? You know, couldn't you have let him stay with us a few more years, 10 more years. But when I saw that these other children who have the very same syndrome were passing away at two years old, five years old, seven years old, and 10, all of a sudden, it's like it shifted in my mind. And I realized, oh my goodness. Here, I was feeling gypped that we only got 17 years with the mirror. And in reality, God blessed us with a full 17 years with Amir. It's like a completely different way of looking at it. And that thought that we were blessed to get to have Amir for a full 17 years. See, that thought had never crossed my mind. The only thought that crossed my mind was we were gypped. He was taken too early from us. And I was consumed with that. You know, I was having a very hard time getting over that. You know, I missed Amir so badly. I couldn't even talk for two weeks after he passed away. I couldn't say hi or hello or answer someone's question to me. If I opened my mouth to speak, I would just start bawling. And I tend not to be someone that cries that often. But I was in such grief over losing Amir that literally for two weeks, I couldn't I couldn't speak. If I did speak, I started bawling. It's like I couldn't even get the words out. The tears were just coming down so hard. And so in an instant, my viewpoint switched. My thoughts switched from being gypped at losing a mirror at only 17 years old to, wow, God really blessed us for allowing a mirror to live a full 17 years because at that time I didn't know that the life expectancy was 10 years or less. So he nearly doubled what the life expectancy is for children who have this Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome. It's like if, if you're told that you'll probably only live to 20 
And that's your life expectancy. And that's what, you know, let's just say a doctor told you that. And then all of a sudden, your child not only lives to 20, but they end up living to 40. Wouldn't you feel blessed? You got twice as long with them? They literally doubled their life expectancy? Do you see the point I'm trying to make? I I literally (laughs) felt so chipped for so long, and that's all I could see. And it wasn't until I had a better understanding of just how short these boys' life are, these boys who have the Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome. And then it's when it occurred to me, oh my goodness, wow, thank you, Lord, for allowing Amir to live nearly twice as long as what is common for this syndrome. So if you are, you know, you have a child who doesn't have a long life expectancy, I hope that from this you can get some encouragement and, um, you know, obviously we want to value every single day we have with our children, whether they have special needs or not, and not just every single day with our children. We want to value every single day with our loved ones, you know, with our friends, our family, people who we care about and they care about us. So, but since this podcast is specifically for parents who have a child with special needs, I wanted to share that story about Amir, uh, especially since we just hit the four-year mark of when he passed away. And I continue to thank God for blessing us with Amir for those 17 years. I no longer question God and say, why God? Why did you take him away so early? All I do is praise God and thank him for blessing us with Amir for a full 17 years, nearly doubling what other children with this syndrome um, have for life expectancy. Now, obviously, my boys, Josiah is currently four years old and Isaiah is currently six years old. You better bet that I am praying that God will allow their life expectancy to be double, even triple. But, you know, I know that they're in God's hand. They're in God's hands. And I know to praise God and thank him no matter what, because I know deep down inside that God loves us. He loves us more than words can even describe. And so for every day that God chooses that God allows me to get to spend time with my two younger boys, Isaiah and Josiah. I will cherish every single day and every single minute, realizing how precious life is. And I really hope that you will do the same. Just cherish every single moment, every single day that you have with your child and with your loved ones. And just remember that God loves us and we should focus on what we can praise him for and thank him for. Um, And if you find yourself in a state of mind where you're fixated on something that doesn't seem right, something that seems like you've been gypped, please, I urge you, 
put on a different set of glasses, look through it through a completely different lens and see how can I look at this different? How can I possibly find something to be thankful for even in the midst of this, this tragedy, this loss, this grief, this whatever? Because when we are able to switch our thoughts to focus more on what we're thankful for and what we're grateful for instead of, woe is me, this sucks, this is terrible, why me? You know, that doesn't serve us in any way. But being grateful, thankful, that actually serves us. So um, if you have a child who has special needs, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group It's a safe environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs where you can get the encouragement and support from other parents who can relate to what you're going through. The name of my private Facebook group is the same name of this podcast. It's called Special Needs Parenting SOS. I look forward to connecting with you soon.